911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're gonna make it out of here, we gotta work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5. Hello, Los Angeles. Welcome to Love It or Leave It and Shanan Tova to all my globalists and ADL heads out there. As much as I've been enjoying the old world order, I think we can all agree the new one will be better. Much better. <laughs> we have a great show for you tonight. Tim Scott's girlfriend is here. Ooh, all the way from Canada. Sam Sanders and Danielle Schneider break down the wall between reality and reality TV. And Morgan Jay is here to tap some unidentified flying ass. And because Ro Khanna scolded us, introducing the rave wheel. But first, let's get into it. What a week. Utah Senator Mitt Romney announced he will be retiring in order to make way for a new generation of leaders for the Republican Party. Romney added, with any luck, this generation will be even older than the last one. <laughs> the, announcement <coincides laughs> the announcement coincides with the publication of an excerpt from Romney, A Reckoning, a new biography about the Utah Senator by McKay Coppins. In the book, Mitt Romney reveals that he texted Mitch McConnell a warning on January 6th about online chatter from Trump supporters specifically targeting, specifically targeting Romney and McConnell for violence. McConnell never texted him back. But in McConnell's defense, he had a bad case of premature rigor mortis that day. <laughs> Romney also told Coppins that behind closed doors, Mitch McConnell acknowledged to Romney that the impeachment case over Ukraine was persuasive. Or as the senator said at the time, they nailed him. Just like I nailed my girlfriend, said Tim Scott, trying to do the sex finger gesture, but doing the violin gesture by mistake. Wait, I can, I'm going to do that. It's this. So stupid. <laughs> Fucking virgin. <laughs> Sex is cool. Romney also revealed that Senator Lisa Murkowski gave him a freezer full of Alaskan salmon. How did he eat it, you ask? Why, he put it on a hamburger bun and smothered it in ketchup. Mitt Romney has a wife, and he is also at the same time America's most divorced dad. <laughs> we, can, we can hold two ideas in our minds at once. Also, in fairness to Romney, in certain congressional districts, salmon with ketchup on a hamburger bun is considered sushi. <laughs> when considering the gerontocracy, Romney observed that a senator's elected position becomes central to their personality. Said Romney, most of us have gone out and tried playing golf for a week, and it was like, okay, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and that's why we're raising money to send Ted Cruz on an all-expense-paid eight-day golf excursion. Because <laughs> he'd kill himself. Romney saved particular vitriol <laughs> for Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley for their attempts to bolster Trump's election lie. Josh Hawley is one of the smartest people in the Senate, if not the smartest, and Ted Cruz could give him a run for his money. Here we have security footage of Josh Hawley on a run for his money. <laughs> yes. 
And then in another passage, Romney said, I don't know that I can disrespect someone more than J.D. Vance. On the Ohio senator's rush to abandon his ideals on the campaign trail, he said, it's not like you're going to be famous and powerful because you became a United States senator. It's like, really? You sell yourself so cheap? And Matt Gates, I wouldn't fuck him with Marjorie Taylor Greene's dick. Who else? Who else? All right. Feels like a roast. Speaking of people who believe men have one fewer rib, while campaigning in Iowa, Mike Pence tossed off this upsettingly good joke. Get the f- out of our country and get the f- out of Iowa. I'm going to put him down as a maybe. You know, great job, Mike Pence. I've been waiting for that for so long. He's been getting fucking, he's been eating shit all across Iowa. He finally came up with a fucking joke. Good for him. Good for him. I don't know. I don't, need to, I don't need to pile on. That was cool. Good for you. Put him down as a maybe. Loved it. Meanwhile, on Tuesday, after months of pressure from the far-right Freedom Caucus, Kevin McCarthy opened an impeachment inquiry into the president without a formal House vote. Mitch McConnell, of course, wants nothing to do with this whole impeachment mess. When reached for comment, he said, and I quote, this is a huge waste of... <laughs> Even after McCarthy capitulated... <laughs> To the far right's impeachment demand, Florida's second worst horny swamp goblin, Matt Gates, called McCarthy a sad, pathetic man who lies to hold on to power. And we're going to say this once and hopefully never again. Matt Gates makes a good point. <laughs> when asked about the impeachment inquiry, Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman had this incredible reaction. Ask you about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry. Has said he's going to. Oh my God! Back. Really? Oh my gosh! You know? Oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Come on, John Fetterman, everybody. <laughs> Fetterman, of course, famously had the rare stroke that makes you even cooler. <laughs> like the rest of these geezers, their strokes just make them worse. <laughs> also this week, GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy said he was surprised by the intelligence and engagement of voters he's met on the campaign trail, which he told reporters over a lunch of spaghetti and deviled eggs. School dinner. In other news, <laughs> in other news, Senator John Kennedy, speaking in defense of book bans, read a passage from Genderqueer by author Maya Kobabe. I got a new strap on, strap on harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life, then I want you inside of me. End quote. Uh, Sir, this is a hearing about highway appropriations. (laughs) Now bring out the prop, said Senator Kennedy to a horrified page. (laughs) This is so inappropriate. I don't care to hear this. Come on, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. That emphasis was weird. I meant to say, I don't care to hear about lesbian sex. I come on guys. Former... (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, waiting when there's no laughter for applause is called a Bill Maher. Former House Speaker... Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi age 83, announced that she will run for another term in 2024. It's the right choice. She's sharp as a tack. Best math teacher I've ever had, said Dianne Feinstein. (laughs) 
Federal prosecutors on Thursday indicted Hunter Biden on three counts tied to his possession of a gun while using narcotics. Wow, the DOJ finally indicted a Biden. I can't wait to tell my girlfriend, but it's already so late in Canada, said Tim Scott. Colorado. Colorado Congressman Lauren Boebert was escorted out of a Denver production of the musical Beetlejuice after allegedly vaping, singing, and causing a disturbance. The theater also ejected the person who started the whole mess by saying Lauren Boebert three times. According to an incident report... According to an incident report by local officials, Boebert resisted Usher's attempts to escort her out of the theater, saying, do you know who I am? To which the Usher responded, yes, that's exactly why this is happening. When you began acting like an asshole, we all recognized you as that famous asshole. (laughs) There's nothing to me like better captures like the essence like of Trumpism than being in a fucking musical and being annoyed that people don't want you to vape and sing along and be like, oh, I guess I'm having too much fun. Bye, snowflakes. Fuck you. You don't sing in a musical. It's not a concert. And apparently the person she was vaping in front of was pregnant. A pregnant woman said, would you mind not vaping in a musical? And she's like, no, I suck. She does. But the worst fucking, these are the worst people. They're just bad people. They're just They came out of the mold bad, you know? <laughs> Convicted murderer Danilo Cavalcante, who escaped from a Pennsylvania prison earlier this month, was captured on Wednesday after a two-week manhunt. Cavalcante actually surrendered to authorities, saying that two weeks in the Philadelphia suburbs was enough. <laughs> Take me back. A few hours after the arrest, a reporter asked this question at a press conference. Are you concerned that he would team up with another small man? to step inside the trench coat, little rascal style? No. (laughs) Another small man. Actors, writers, and directors are auctioning off their time and services to raise funds for industry workers hurt by the shutdown. Some examples are Natasha Lyonne helping you solve the New York Times crossword, Adam Scott walking your dog for an hour, or an autographed apron from the bear. Bidding is currently at $5,000 for Lena Dunham to paint a mural on your wall. And for $10,000, she'll leave your house alone. (laughs) Personally, I don't understand why nobody's bidding on Love It will do an edible with you and then repeatedly ask if you're mad at him while you grocery shop, which to him means buying one rotisserie chicken and nothing. (laughs) Wait, are you guys, are you guys mad at me? In a report in Rolling Stone, Jimmy Fallon is accused of being drunk on the job and fostering a toxic work environment at The Tonight Show. And I just want to assure this audience that no such article will ever come out about me. I was dead sober when I created this toxic environment. Isn't that right, Brian, you ugly idiot? (laughs) All right. In a truly berserk interview with Variety, Sean Penn said he would have responded to 9-11 a little differently if he had been president. I'd have let White House counsel know that they are on vacation. I'm not consulting with them. If I have to go to prison, I'll go, but I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill everyone that did this, but only them, and we know where the fuck they are. Like in a movie, said Sean Penn. (laughs) The most actor shit I've ever seen in my life. Just... There's music in the background. like, And then when I do it, there's an orchestra. It's actually, I think John Williams, if we can get him, will probably be back there. Penn also had some thoughts about the Oscars' refusal to let Ukraine's president speak at the 2022 awards and about his own Oscars. He said, I thought, well, fuck it, you know? I'll give them to Ukraine. They can be melted down to bullets and they can shoot at the Russians. And the Oscar goes to the chest and the abdomen. Ian Wilmot, the British scientist who led the team that cloned Dolly the sheep, died on Sunday at 79. Ian Wilmot is survived by his husband, Ian Wilmot. And, <laughs> and a newly, <laughs> in a new peer leader, 
That was my favorite one this week. That was my favorite one. In a new paper, a team of scientists announced they have succeeded in recreating the smell of an ancient Egyptian mummy. Back to work, you fucking dipshits, said a visibly upset Anthony Fauci. <laughs> They're calling it mummy huffing, and it has area parents running scarab. And local law enforcement sarcophagusing. Teachers are worried that their teen students are succumbing to pyramid pressure. Sorry, I took a hit of pure mummy ass before I came out here. (laughs) All right, coming up next, Tim Scott's actual girlfriend is here. We'll be right back. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angel's Envy. How can envy be a motivating force that inspires people? I don't know. I mean, Maybe look at look at Elon Musk. I mean, just you know, <laughs> envy makes the world go round. Envy and FOMO. That's basically it. That's a ba- yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's, Half, that's capitalism. <laughs> envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, Ooh. inspiring the world to raise the bar. Okay. And Angel's Envy is a bourbon. That is worth the envy. Oh, I was wondering where we were going with this. Angel's Envy bends the traditional rules of whiskey. It's a little different from all other bourbons out there. This bourbon makes the perfect gift for any occasion. Angel's Envy are the pioneers of secondary finishing in bourbon and one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. With its unique bottle design, Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024, Angel's Envy, bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll, like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, commuter connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Mom, I got the job in Manhattan. Do you have a warm enough winter coat? What about your car? I'm selling it with Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. How? I enter my license plate number, miles, condition, upload photos, and boom, an official cash offer from a local dealership. A cash offer instantly? Oh, did you call Aunt Stella? She's right there in Massachusetts. Mom, I literally just got the job. Not everything is as simple as selling your car with Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. Price it, fix it, trade it, sell it, kbb.com it. And we're back. (laughs) This week, Republican hopeful Tim Scott announced that he now has a wonderful girlfriend with whom he has a wonderful life. While for some candidates, that would just be a bit of awkward Android-like bragging, the senator's perpetual bachelor status has become a bit of a sticking point as he runs for the presidency, at least according to a new Washington Post article, exploring whether or not this so-called girlfriend could be fictional. Well, we here at Love It or Leave It have a very exciting development for all of you. We have with us tonight Tim Scott's actual girlfriend. She just flew in from Canada, where she went to a school you've probably never heard of. Please put your hands together for the very real, the very in love with Senator Tim Scott, Pilla Kashan. <laughs> Hi, Pilla. Thank you so much for being here. That's Pundit. Hello. Wow. And thank you. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's, let's just, you know, let, let, let's just get into it. How did you two lovebirds meet? Myself and Tim Scott, yes. my boyfriend. Your boyfriend, Tim Scott. 
My boyfriend, Tim Scott, is my world. My boyfriend, Tim Scott, and I met at a spaghetti restaurant. Uh, what did you like best about Tim Scott? Thank you for asking. There's so many things I'm loving about my partner and boyfriend, Tim Scott. He does his birthday on September 19th, 1965, making him... Happy almost birthday, my baby. I like to slurp spaghetti noodle with my boyfriend. And sometimes when we're slurping from different sides, myself and my partner, Tim Scott, will meet in the middle with a kiss. Wow, that's so romantic. Thank you for asking. Some people think Tim Scott is pretending you're his girlfriend because being a 57-year-old man in politics who has never publicly had any kind of relationship seems to invite unwanted questions. As the woman very much dating Tim Scott, what do you say to that claim? Tim Scott has a romantic and heterosexual penis for me. (laughs) Being far away from a country such as Canada, which is a northern pole... It's hard to communicate my presence in my boyfriend Tim Scott's life at all times. Some news outlets are saying, we can't hear her, she's too far away. So I've come here on a plane to say hello. Well, hello. The spaghetti in the United States is fantastic for me and my boyfriend Tim Scott. (laughs) We've been slurping it in a man and woman mouth-on-mouth way. Right, yeah. What was your question? Do you guys have any pet names for each other? Yes, thank you for asking. My boyfriend, Tim Scott, is a real masculine dog. He, he likes to be called the big dog. <laughs> Does he have... Oh, that, so, he call, so you call him the big dog, and he must have a, some sort of pet name for you. I, I am the little bitch. <laughs> Life is kinky and fun with Tim Scott. <laughs> uh, what, what would you say is uh, Senator Scott's love language? 1 Corinthians 13 (laughs) says that love is patient and love is kind. My boyfriend and dear baby Tim Scott is the most patient and kindest man you'll ever meet. Hey, is there a chance that your name, Pilla Kashan, is your name because someone asked him what his girlfriend's name was and he saw a throw pillow on his office couch and panicked? French is a big part of Canadian culture. (laughs) Names such as Pillow Cachon (laughs) are extremely bonjour in a merci way. Right. Uh, Again, Canada is a country farther away than you could ever ask or imagine. I'm so happy to be close and on land with my my Tim Scott. And I'm so happy for you that you can be on land with him. I hope and and I pray and I dream that you will find a love and a romance such as for me and Tim Scott. No, we all want, we all want what you have. And I think we can all, hey, don't we all want what, what, what she has with Tim Scott? Hey. Thank you for asking. Any, any big plans for when you become first lady? Is Tim Scott running <laughs> Oh my God, oh, yes. Um, yes. To be the first lady means to be the, um, the best and number one woman. And for me, I'll happily stand by Tim Scott's side as Christ has died for us. Cool. Uh, <laughs> don't you think it's kind of weird that the Republican frontrunner is a serial cheater and abuser who's been married three times, but your boyfriend has to announce that you exist so people don't think he's gay or asexual? 
The claim that my boyfriend and hunky chunk of lo- loving meat, Tim Scott, could ever be gay is an a blasphemation against the Bible and a declaration against the independence. Wow, it's powerful. He is the most penis and vagina man you will ever meet. He, 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 and not to be crass or against the word of my God, can play the pussy like a violin. Which I would like to address rumors that he thinks that violin is not a sexual thing for a vagina because it is, and let's just say he has an extremely long bow. Hey, well, oh, oh great. Amen. Amen, and amen to that. Um, uh, if Tim had to face off against Joe Biden, would he win? I believe that Joe Biden is old. <laughs> and yeah. Tim Scott is almost 50 Eight on September 19th, born in North Charleston in South Carolina. What do you miss most about Canada? I do not miss that desecrated country as it is the so farthest away from my baby Tim Scott. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that, must, that must have been hard being long distance for so long. Yes, it is. And that's why people don't know of me or know about me. And they think that Pillow Kashan is some sort of made-up name, to which I say, that's your ignorance. And if you took one foot towards love or the kingdom of God, you would see that me and Tim Scott are having enough sex to be a couple, but not enough, not too much to be it premarital. Wow. And, that, and-, and I am finding pleasure. I'm experiencing and finding pleasure with Tim Scott. And I think that that's like the best place we could possibly leave it. Uh, Pilla Kushan, thank you so much for being here. Tim Scott's actual girlfriend from Canada. Thank Thank you you. so much. We'll be right back. Tim, if you're watching this, I love you. (laughs) And we're back. Joining me on stage for a Love It or Leave It classic, Reality versus Reality TV. It's two people who excel at both, the wonderful Sam Sanders and the incredible Danielle Schneider. Hi, hi. Come on in. Hi there. Let hi. me just move this pillow cushion hello, hello. <laughs> to the side. Listen, the news yes. can be bleak. Oh, look at this graphic. Who is cool. me? Who is who are they? Is that me? Oh, oh so Sam is Rudy. Rudy. I know he's awful, but he's pretty. He is pretty. But Scandival. what about Sandoval? Oh. <laughs> oh, this guy. Uh, so the news is bleak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reality TV is fun. Yep. No, it's not. It's also bleak. No, it yeah. isn't. Oh, it's bleak. <laughs> well, it's bleak. I talked to one of the guys from Love is Blind. He was like, here's, here's what it's like. It's torture. Yeah. But it's like, horrible. But we enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you go on Love is Blind. So, nobody wants to be. I don't want to be on it. No. I want to watch their torture and enjoy no. it. The nobody wants to be a Christian facing a lion, but it's still probably a pretty entertaining couple of minutes. There's Thank that. you. And I There's will watch that. that coming next year on TLC. <laughs> 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 and that lion has like 12 kids. <laughs> it's on <Wow>. TLC. <laughs> Sam, let's start with. Okay. This. A Ukrainian official claims that Elon Musk's refusal to allow Ukraine to use SpaceX Starlink internet in Crimea last fall led to civilian deaths. I Doesn't it that. seem bad we've allowed a set of multi-billionaires who are clearly having a midlife crisis to shape geopolitics? It's very bad. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's what I would say. Do you, I opened up the Walter Isaacson book. Uh, you read it? 
I st- I've used my, I chose my words okay and okay. <laughs> carefully and I believe the first section is called Muse of Fire. I did close it. Uh, <laughs> Danielle, oh, wow, the New York reboot mm-hmm. is it working? Look. We're both getting hard questions. We really are. And <laughs> I just want to acknowledge that we're both the it's difficult same for both of us. amount of intelligence here. We are. Um, is the reboot working? Look. I think it is. I think it is too. Jenna's, think, Jenna's my girl. You know, Jenna you know Lyons, my, I love Jenna. But you know who's really great is Jessel. Which and one is Jessel? She's the one. Who doesn't have that, sex? Yes. That's Girl. why she's great because no. she doesn't understand how she's coming off. You know how like someone She's insufferable. Exactly. That's what no. you're missing the point. No, I think Jenna came in with the mission. She wants to sell those damn fake eyelashes. Which are great. I've already she's bought. She's publicizing her shit like she oh, gets it. The audacity of someone on one of these programs no. trying to use no, it as a that. platform. I love that. I love that. But yes. what Jessel is selling is her her personality, which is terrible. Awful. Awful. And so, but that's what we're coming for. I don't need someone that can acknowledge or like say they're sorry. I need someone yeah. who doesn't know how they're coming off. And what, so that's why she's great. What is so weird to me this season of the New York reboot is the obsession with arguing over food and meals and eating. But that's what the hell is that? Because they're starving. These women are starving. Well, and there's one girl who's just like, I'm going to the store to get food every episode. I know. What's her name? Uba. She's like, I'm going to the store. (laughs) I'm getting food. Well, that's because what's so insulting is Aaron on this show. I don't know their names. Which one is Aaron? How dare you pretend you don't know I know Jenna and the rest are just (laughs) there for No, Aaron on this show, she is... She thinks she's Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> but how dare she? She, like me, Jewish, and she's not feeding anyone. How oh, dare her, the she? the blonde one. Yes. She, she had she the caviar for them. Spread. She had caviar and a Pringle. How dare. How dare. Have a she, got that from Martha, she got that from Martha Stewart. Order a pizza. Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart put that on her Instagram. That's like one Instagram. thing. You need to have 12 things. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm just yes. sorry. I, I, I apologize to be a little bit. I'm, I'm not. I, I want to understand That's something. That's on you. When you say <laughs> that they're starving and no one's putting any food out, is the idea that is are they entertaining each other in each other's homes and they're yes, supposed to put and out a and spread not, and you're supposed to put food out and they're but not even when they're in New out. Jersey they put out a like a loaf of bread shaped like a lobster yes that is but here's out the thing spread. they're never satisfied when they're at someone's house the food's not right when they go out the other girls get mad at what restaurant they've gone to it's just like the food is just a means to start a fight wherever they are no, Wherever they are. I think they're starving them so they fight. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. These are well, that's that. a classic. That's isn't potato, that a class- potato, I guess. Yeah, yeah, isn't that yeah. a reality show? Isn't that a reality show staple that they that they there's no food Starve in the fridge? Them and dr- and, 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 and get them Can I tell you my favorite yes. reality show factoid? So I interviewed Please. one of the guys from Love is Blind, Nick. That you Nick, really are into bad. the show. I am so into it. But he was like, yo, it's low-key torture. One, the pods that they're in on the show, that's a sound stage. They keep them there for a few hours. Then they take them to a hotel where they stay for like 18 hours with no phone. And as soon as they show up for the show, they take their phone, their wallet, and their passport. So you just can't leave. But that's you a different type leave. of reality show. Like it's the, horrible. The Real Housewives well, can, they, they come can and go. Well, they got stuck in the Hamptons. <laughs> they did. And that They're is, not, that is torture. the Hamptons. Yes. They can leave anytime they want. They just quit the show. No, they... They're basically made to think mm. they can't leave because they don't have a wallet or a phone. They can't order an Uber or a passport. Or a passport. Where, but the hotel well, is still in this country. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm you're, sorry. You're, you're making it sound like, oh, uh, you may not realize this, but Love is Blind is actually sex trafficking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, 
like, who's they're to fine. say? Who's to and say? And what hotel who's are they say? at? Are they at like, uh, you know, like is a, it a Kimpton? Yeah, are they at a Kimpton? <laughs> or is it like a residence inn? Are we talking about? They a have Hilton? big rooms at residence inn. I'm yeah. fine with are that. Are we talking about like a a Hilton courtyard, a uh, Marriott courtyard? Like, I, is there a kitchenette or not? Yeah, there these are the questions. Anywho, lost the plot. Sorry, as you were. Sam, two audience members were kicked out of the Drew Carey show uh, tape. Drew, Drew Carey? Carey show? That's something's not right. <laughs> Drew Barrymore? I was Drew like, ba- wait, <laughs> Drew Carey. I was Drew like, Barrymore. Is that back? Drew two, Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Two, Sam. <laughs> Sam, two audience members of the Drew Barrymore show taping. Now recorded- I'm imagining Drew Carey as a scab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Cleveland. Cleveland Rocks is back. <laughs> Sorry. You can't spin that wheel without having scripts. How do you, you can't play those games, Plinko? I wonder if Price is Right is back. None of us knows. Sam, two audience members of the Drew Barrymore show were reportedly kicked out of a taping for wearing WGA pins. Yes. What's going on over there? All right. I love this story because I'm fully convinced that Drew Barrymore is actually the craziest celebrity to ever have existed. Mm. And I love her, but she's crazy. Um, so she made all these headlines because she's bringing her show back without writers as the strike still goes on. And even the statement in which she announces this just proves that she needs writers. It was the worst Instagram statement ever. And then once it happens, she kicks out WGA pin wearing audience members. Like, well, she doesn't. They they put out a statement that's saying that she didn't know, which I would actually believe. She's not. Yeah, she's not doing. Still, she's not you, doing bag checks. Yeah, but like. You have people who work for you who think that's cool to do. Right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, don't I, like it. What's interesting, too, though, is like, it must have been surprised. So I do think the problem was that that post that she put up about why she was coming back. She said, I own it. I This then is my decision you. and my decision alone, which made it seem, A, like she knew she was doing something that would, she, it was like, it was like saying, it was saying like, I hey, stole I'm the cookies in, from the cookie jar. I'm inviting, I'm inviting yes. some um, uh, uh, rebuke. And in a way that kind of, Claim it, 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 it had this mix of being like, I know I'm going to get shit for this, and yes. I kind of wanted a little and bit. And you know who was just quiet all summer? Whoopi Goldberg and them. The View has been taping all summer without writers, and nobody cares. Well, that's because the, they just show up and work. But that's something that's, I mean, no look, statements, just go work. Right. But if, like, the fact that Drew Barrymore put out a weird statement and then caused this mini kerfuffle, I think part of it also is that it's actually, I think, Drew's a little bit of a victim of her own success because A, she backed out of the MTV, I think, movie awards in a way that got got a lot of praise and B, people just like her and feel like they know her. And so it must have been surprising, right, that she got all this of her, got all this response because there are other shows with the exact same kind of contract situation that did come yeah. back, but it only came for her. Well, and I don't I don't know. I don't think she's that popular. I think The View is an, a three times as big of a show. Yeah. I think that but like- But I think she's be- she is beloved. People love her. I I love, love gawking her. at it all. Yeah. None of it makes sense to me. And I'm like, this is interesting. Well, you know, it's interesting too that like, I feel like <laughs> there's some other, it's interesting that, so Drew Barrymore basically says, I'm doing this for the staff. It's not for me, and but it's my decision. Yeah. And then Bill Maher puts out a snide version, kind well, of an obnoxious version of that statement. But Colbert, Conan, they went through this and came back in the same way during the last writer's strike. Yeah. But it was a different contract in the last writer's strike. Like they did do their shows without without writers, without writers but it was a different contract, so they could. I, the contract has changed, I believe. Yeah, there's some way in which, yeah, but they, they, at the same time, though, they still were, they still had to say, like, we don't want to do this. They tried to get exceptions to their contract to do it. Um, well, Bill Maher is a member of the WGA, yeah, yes. so it's a little bit. 
that's why the WGA had to put out a statement basically saying like, you have to do more, you know, you can't produce writing. You can't be writing. You're scabbing if you write. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it does, it is, you know, there's like sort of the online conversation about, which is a kind of an easy shot that people I think like, don't do this. But I do think that like, I think because their statements were so like kind of poorly given and received, I think they like, the version of the statement that say Conan did a decade ago or that these guys did a decade ago while also being on their show, criticizing the studios and criticizing their own networks for being, for not sort of giving the writers what they want. It is interesting to me that like, you know, we're five months into this thing and I'm sure they're under a lot of pressure from the people that work on the show and aren't writers. And there does seem to be like, there's the online conversation about the strike. And then there's the quiet conversation that's like agrees that, that still believes the writers are completely in the right but is more willing yes. to be like, this is awful and this has to end. But be quiet about it. Move quietly. Do what you got to do. Again, I say, Whoopi Goldberg has been crossing a picket line all summer and no one fucking knows. I think that like there's also a, a, a self-centering here. Drew didn't have to release that statement. Her PR team didn't write that statement for her. She put it on her fucking notes app. Like These celebrities can't just be quiet and do the thing. Yeah. I don't like that. But I don't I, like that. I will say that the view kept going throughout the summer where Drew's show has a was summer break. And then comes back. Anyway, so I, again, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anybody involved with this situation. Yeah. But I do think that <clears throat> to come back suddenly during it, like, yes. it's, like the view it's just a news kept event. going. Yes. It is an event. People yeah. would have noticed. Totally. So I'm not excusing her. Like, I, I, don't think you should cross the picket line. That's how I feel. And I also think like the writers aren't to blame for what's to happen. I mean, I'm a writer, so. Well, and then what was really annoying, sorry, I actually do like Drew Barrymore, but in the statement and in the posturing around why she was doing this, she was like, well, obviously the Drew Barrymore show is very vital to the community to help them process the world right now. Really? (laughs) Bless her. Yeah, it's I'm um, done now. Sorry. No, no. It, it, there was that. There was, yeah, it's like I don't like. Uh, like you know, when the government shuts down, it's like essential the, services, essential workers. The Drew Barrymore like, show, Barry show was an essential service. Yeah. Show. Look, I, we all remember when the when the team behind the Drew Barrymore show was going to work during the pandemic. People coming out and clapping at five o'clock every day. <laughs> That's too much. All right, Drew, call me. Uh, the rumors of a complete Atlanta reboot have fans worried. Now that you've seen the full <laughs> season. <laughs> put your heart in it <laughs> you're just saying it phonetically <laughs> atlanta reboot the rumors of, now that you've seen the full season and the reunions do yes. you feel a new york style reboot is necessary for the women of atlanta no like an all new cast no no i say no to that yeah i say saying, until you get nini back in the universe it's not going to be right what i miss her uh, what about wait, no 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 i we, miss nini i miss phaedra oh, i miss what? Nini was the OG. I love Nini, but I also, but there's bad blood there. So I don't know that she and can And you know come what? Back. If Andy Cohen has to leave for Nini to come back. What? Nini needs to be You're back. You're speaking about my Lord and Savior. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, dare I miss you. Nini every day. I miss Nini too. We can we hold all two miss, truths. We all we miss her. We but can. I also think we can't. We can't go anywhere without Kenya. I think we can't go anywhere without Candy. I think that it's impossible to reboot. I think we need new people on the show. I don't think some of the women are holding their own. Candy is very busy right now. She's going to get an EGOT. Like, that's her goal. You think that? Yes. <laughs> Why not? 
Yes. <laughs> she, first of all, I don't want to brag, but I went to elementary school with Candy. Oh, she nice. Uh, we didn't know each other. She was a different grade. <laughs> Say you were the host of a podcast that was hypothetically going to meet and interview a housewife soon at a live show in Atlanta. What? Despite having never seen a frame of the show, what story arc would you recommend diving into to get the quickest understanding of her city and franchise hypothetically? I mean, in Atlanta, I think we'd have to talk about Ralph and Drew and the fact that he's been cheating on her and maybe she's been cheating on him. And I think also we'd have to talk in Atlanta. Are we talking about? Yeah, I'm, I will be in you Atlanta. Will be there. I who think who you, are you interviewing? Tell us. Hypothetically. Tell us. Who? Hypothetically, Candy, right? <gasps> what? Oh, have you watched you, the okay. show? Tell her. You need to tell her you tried bedroom candy and you tried her sex swing. And that, Is that plausible to you? I tried it. <laughs> no, to, 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 to me. No, to me. Why can't you try her sex swing? You look flexible. <laughs> wow. Wait, okay. have you watched the show? Oh, sweetie. Oh. I know, but watch it. You got to watch it. I got to watch it? You yes. do. All right. Wait, yes. So interview her, tell her you love bedroom candy and that you've watched her new movie on Peacock. Can we get that down? That's great. Let's make sure that's in the cards. <laughs> What's the movie called? I forget the name. Her husband... Yes. The p- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody watched the pass. it. It's called The Pass, and it's about like a husband and wife who have a past to have sex with other people in their marriage. Mm. And I, I assume, I don't, haven't seen it, but I assume it goes awry. Sounds like it might. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't want to guess. A few weeks ago, I was introduced to Mary Cosby, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, who's married to her step-grandfather yes. on a subscription show, Terminally Online. That's a plug. But what our producers didn't tell me was that she was about to be outweirded by the city's newest housewife, Monica Garcia. What fun facts can you tell me about this woman? Well, I don't think it's outweird because I think marrying your grandfather is probably the weirdest we can get. But I would yeah. say Monica... Think, and think about that, Kendra and Ryan. <laughs> That's, I don't know that you can... Get weirder. Um, Such an important point. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I think what we know about Monica is that she had an 18-month affair with her with her brother-in-law. Oh. Hello. Yeah. And then was excommunicated from the Mormon church, but her for that for, affair. For having yeah. coffee. Oh. <laughs> for not In a wearing separate those incident. adorable underwear. Um, but she was excommunicated from that same church, but the brother-in-law could stay. Can I ask you a question? Oh, come on. Yeah. That sucks. Can I ask you a question? Uh, sister's husband or no. brother? Uh, sister-in-law's husband. So in-law, in-law. Yeah, like they're not blood. A double in-law. Well, no, no. They're definitely, we, I, I get that. <laughs> well, no, can't. Well, it could be your, it could be, oh, it could have been her husband's her brother, her wait, her hu- husband's, husband's brother. Sisters. Is it her husband's brother or is it her, her sister's husband's, husband's? I think it's her husband's sister's husband. Are we looking oh. for a way to make this justifiable? Well, no, <laughs> just no. Again, <laughs> Mary Cosby is, is married to her grandfather. No, no, no. I, and, and look, and again, uh, per the conversation we had, and that, and you know, Kendra, we can talk about. I'm curious why you thought this was weirder. Well, we'll dive into it, <laughs> but but. We all, this is not vertical on the heart. This is the important thing is this one doesn't seem like it goes up or down the family tree. It goes to the the side. It's a branch. It's a a flowering branch, if you will, on the side. Right, 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 right. But it's all not great. And also, a fun fact about her is that she cried on the show because she 
isn't as rich as the other women and so she had to she found herself in a Louis Vuitton store buying a Louis Vuitton just to kind of like make her feel better Aww. it's tough did it work yes. it did because then in the next episode she goes guys I've got Zannies in my Louis wow sounds like sounds like the Zannies worked well I think she was trying to show off her Louis everybody's uh, who doesn't have Zannies but none of us have Louis <laughs> <laughs> right right and you can put Zannies in a Louis but you can't put a Louis can't in a Zannie can't put a Louis in a Zanny. That's what and we're always saying that. (laughs) (laughs) We're never not. You know, as my grandmother used to say, (laughs) you can't put a Louis in a Zanny. Now, what was he asking you about Russia again? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Megan Thee Stallion clarified that despite what you might have assumed from a video taken backstage at the VMAs, she's not in a feud with Justin Timberlake. Lie. No one likes him. No one likes him. No one likes him. I agree. What he did to Britney. What he did to Janet. What he did to all of them. What he did to Jessica. What he did to my ears. What he did to country music when he yeah. released that Man of the Megan Woods album. Megan wanted to fight that man, and she was restrained. And I say, Megan, you see him again on site. Cut him up. I got to say, when I saw all those NSYNCs together, all those NSYNC boys in that <laughs> elevator, all the NSYNC Boys is doing, doing some work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who knew that the real stud of the group was Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone. Oh, I always knew. I was always Can team Joey. Can we all Joey. talk about that? I always team Joey. I was team J.C. Chazet. Yes. I, J.C.'s solo album, Schizophrenic, quite nice. I was, but a, I was, I, looks my, wise, that was, that I was, was Joey. if I was lighting a candle, it was for J.C. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. But and then wow. Justin Joey, it out. Joey, Joey is Zade. Joey is a Zade. Yeah. yeah. Looking good for town. Yeah. Although, <laughs> what I didn't like about this whole, like, NSYNC is coming, NSYNC is coming, NSYNC is coming. You bring them on this effing stage, and no one sings or does the bye-bye-bye dance. How dare they not do what? that? What? Like, what? That's yes. what Megan Stallion was yelling at. Yeah, I want you to dance, Justin. That's what Megan was saying. <laughs> Those to him. dances, if you, they do not stand the test of time. Yes, they yes, fucking they do. do. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. The, 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 Can the, you do it? I do it. Oh, do it. Excuse me. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, the test of a dance isn't can I do it. That's, <laughs> that's not a test. Any dance uh-huh, is really gonna. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I can't do them all, but I do think that I can't do any of them. Okay. Okay. But do you think that Megan was really just like, oh, I was ha- I was happy to see him. You saw the video. They looked so nonchalant and cavalier, like they were just chilling out. But they uh-huh. weren't. They were. They were. They were. It was a. It, there was okay. a kerfuffle because the photographer took a picture. Uh, is this a good but place it wasn't to take this? A picture this it was a video. I saw the video. And the video, you think she looks? She's yelling at him. She's yelling. At him. But apparently, she was saying, "I'm getting ready. I'm getting prepped. I can't say hi to you. This this doesn't count. I'm going to come say hi to you later." See, but like, that's what also, she said. She said, "Because couldn't it be one of those things where it's like, oh my god, Sam, it's so good to see you. Remember that story I was going to tell you about that fucking asshole who came at yes. me in my car? Yes, you could get fucking caught like that. Yes, okay. but also, if I have an opportunity to imagine that someone else also dislikes Justin Timberlake." I will take the opportunity. My problem with Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and that is my question. <laughs> I knew that that was next. My problem with Justin Timberlake is, do you remember when they did an interview with him a few years ago and he was like, well, if I wasn't, singer, wasn't a singer, I'd probably be on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and I was like, like, oh, like, like, on, those are just, you're, that's an easy yeah. option. Like, oh, of course. You're so funny. You're you know, so funny. I will. Fuck you. Here's a, yeah. <laughs> Although Dick in a Box was good. Yeah, he didn't write it. Touche. Wasn't there the one? Wasn't Touché. there one where he? So, there was another one where he was wearing always wearing a costume and yeah, going, like come on down to Funhouse or whatever, like in a banana. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No one. Again, we don't remember the words. We got don't some need JT to. fans up in yeah. here. Yeah, 
I, uh, here's, I will say this. You it's will like, say this. You were like, for what he did to Britney, but in part, it's what we did to Britney. There's that. I because, didn't do that to because Britney. Because we didn't, we didn't, <laughs> but we all like Cry Me a River. We all like Cry Me Not a River. Me. You didn't like Cry Me a River. I thought it was rude. You didn't like that Damn. song at the time. I thought it was rude. Come on. I only just you didn't like Timberland like it. Oh, yeah, you were like, I like Timberland being like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good song. No, I didn't like it. When I, I was... think back to the moments in which I thought I liked Justin Timberlake's uh, music, uh, I realized uh, I only liked the black people who were making the music for him. Timberland. Timberland, Pharrell, uh, you know. Y- y- the song is good. I would have taken all of those songs, even, I, I would have loved those songs even more if they were produced by the same people, but like Usher sang them. Oh. That would have been so much better. Now I did like the Trolls song. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And we all wow. Can, and we can all and that at least is and one thing we where we can, can all come together. That comes on to the pop mitts, but come on. <laughs> You're moving your shoulders. You are. Uh, final question. <laughs> What do you think about Bethany Frankel's ongoing calls for reality TV to unionize? Is it a necessary step for the medium or the beginning of the end? Sometimes (gasps) it's not the message, it's the messenger. And so I believe that if you add to the success of a program, you deserve to be paid. You know what I'm saying? So if you are adding to success, if you are making good television, you 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 get paid. I believe that entirely. Is Bethany Frankel the one I want to be heading my union? But here's the thing. <laughs> Bethany Frankel <laughs> Bethany Frankel got us to pay attention. I'll give her that. Yes. She's yes. a big enough star in that reality world. She says something, you look, you talk about it, you think. I don't want her at the negotiating table. No. I don't want her to be a shop steward. <laughs> no. But like hold the megaphone. That's fine. But then she's taking that megaphone to the next day to the Walgreens or the TJ Maxx and giving them used makeup. Like, I yeah. have a problem she's a mess. with, like, she's a mess. Like, she's or a mess. eating crab, I like, mean, in a hotel room, being like, this is so, like, crab juice dripping down She's her wild. Face. Like, I'm just but like, also, this is not the... The larger question, though, is, like, can, can some of these reality shows ever successfully be unionized? How can you unionize Below Deck? Well, how can you you how, how can, can you make you, that a safe workspace? Yeah. It's below deck. Well, I think you can. You have to make it a safe workspace because on a boat, it, that's a workplace in unless general. Unless you take off unless you make them not drink, you can't fix it. Well, that's after hours, right? No, but I guess like you have to They stay drinking. They stay drinking. They stay drinking. I'm not listen, I don't take to the high seas in my reality <laughs> programming. <laughs> you like you like you yeah, you like I'm your on drunks on land. Ground. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm on solid ground, so I don't go I just feel like I'm not, it's like, you know, can you unionize the fifth circle of hell? Sure. It's still the fifth circle I, of I hell. Yeah, you can't, some of these shows are you just can't complain, bad. You can't complain to your rep when it's hot at the fifth circle of hell. Yeah, yes. yes. Well, yeah, what, exactly. What, how it did you hard, not come with like, me? And like the reality union. <laughs> the fuck? Like, can we unionize 90 day fiance? You can't do it. Like, I don't you know how do we it. unionize well, that. Also, if you unionize these shows, they become no fun. <laughs> you don't want to see that. You don't want to see a unionized reality show. You want to see? But is there see, a world? It could just I, be about the money. It could just be about, be about the, the money, money and also about safety. I think we need money and safety. Well, they're Benefits. also asking about mental health protocols. So basically, all well, yeah, of these you shouldn't shows be here. You, do for your mental health, isolation. you're out. No, no, but like all of these shows put the contestants through extreme isolation to get better performance on camera, and everyone wants mental health professionals on set. Yes. Do yeah, it. I agree. Do it. I agree. You should do it. And also stop isolating them like that. What the hell? Well, I t- again, I'm not taking to the seas and I'm not taking to the pods. As where well. are you taking? <laughs> I'm taking the to the Hamptons. Hamptons. <laughs> <laughs> I go where the money is. Uh, so I like uh, to go. Uh, 
you know? But I'm also in Plathville right now, too, which is terrifying. So Plathville. Have you ever seen Welcome to Plathville? What is that? Oh, it's amazing. Who is that? What is it? It's this family of fundamentalists. Where? <laughs> in, in Georgia, in Cairo, Georgia. Lord. And they have so many kids. Oh, and But no. they're just now being exposed to the real world. Like one of the older boy has just had like sex and a Coke for the first time. And it is. Cocaine? No, Coca-Cola. Because, uh, you know. <laughs> that would be interesting as well. But it's amazing. Watch Welcome to Plathville. What network? TLC, of course. TLC? What is it? TLC Plus? Where do I find this? Well, you have to find it on Max. Okay. But I'm not, again, I'm striking. So no scatting. Oh, yeah. I don't know where you can find it. I don't know where it. you find can find it. Find it on your show. own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> find, find it. Just sniff it out. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what the first person he had sex with said. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I like that. Hey, I like that. Let's leave it there. I liked that. Thank you so much yes, to sir. Sam and Danielle. Go listen to Sam's pod into it and Danielle's bitch sesh. We come back to Infinity and Beyond, Beyond Horny. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, They'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Welcome back to our studio where we have a special guest with us today, Toucan Sam from Fruit Loops. Toucan Sam, welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh, and um, it's Fruit Loops, just so you know. Uh, fruit? Fruit. Yeah, fruit. No, it's Fruit Loops. The same way you say studio. That's not how we say it. Fruit Loops, find the loopy side. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay, leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. And we're back! At a hearing on Tuesday, a self-described UFOologist or ufologist surprised Mexico's Congress by bringing in two covered boxes. As the so-called UFO expert spoke, two men revealed that inside the boxes were two little mummified aliens. Under oath, the expert said, these are non-human beings who are not part of our terrestrial evolution. Here to tackle this hard-hitting news of the week, please welcome to the stage the very funny Morgan J. Come on out. Hi. <laughs> nice. Hi. What's up? Sorry, I'm yelling at everybody. How's it going? Let me ask you this, Morgan. Yes, talk the to me. The mummies had three fingers on their hands. Case mm, closed? That's enough. That's enough fingers. You know what I mean? But not too many. But not too many. It's just the right amount. You know? I wonder how many knuckles they have. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Some multiple of three, one assumes. I mean, the real question is, would, would, would you or the people in the studio audience, would they 
find an alien attractive who would be the first contact contact do you know what i mean and that's such an important question it is an important question because no, you know i feel like i'd be curious you know i'm a i'm a curious person you know yeah yeah are you flirting with me <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i accidentally uh, like got all relaxed look, oh, funny. look i accidentally flirt all the time I accidentally flirted with Chris Christie. <laughs> like a little bit. Shut up. Oh, we like that energy. That's good energy. The expert uh, Jaime Mausan or Mausan claims that the bodies were found in a remote site in Peru and are more than 1,000 years old. Mm. He also sells health supplements. I mean, it feels suspicious. It, it is kind of uh, quite the co coincidence that like the aliens resemble every alien you see in a movie. You know what I mean? Like it looks just like E.T., Right. It looks like the like. I mean, let's take a look at this. I mean, he's covered in. He, they are covered in dust. Thank you so. That, and uh, thank you. Thank you for You're being welcome. a good I ally. The, I don't know what the genital situation is with the aliens. Could be two holes, four penises. We don't know what it is. And and and, and that's and, and that's humble. Yeah, that's the humility before the awesomeness of the universe itself. Exactly. So, I I here's the thing. I want to believe that they. This is real. This is legit. Uh, just because I, we just need something exciting to happen. You know what I mean? Like we need this, you know, I still have student loans <laughs> and I, I just feel like if this was real, it'd really make that unimportant to the, the government, the, the, the government and all the people. Like how could anyone think of that at a right, time like this? You know what I'm saying? So it is frustrating that the most important and pivotal discoveries regarding extraterrestrials do happen to the weirdest people in our society. This it never happened. It's yeah. never like, it's never Fauci. You yeah, know, it's, it's not never Fauci. a trusted adult. It's never a trusted adult. It's never like a scientist. And the other thing is, even if aliens are real and like, let's say this is real, none of us are ready to believe that it's, do you know what I'm saying? Like it, it might have, maybe it, this is a hundred percent real, but we would never. Well, this know. is just like, this is the not, the chain of custody sucks. I don't want to go Peruvian mine, area lunatic, Mexican Congress. It's me. Like weird, I want. Yeah. I want. Like, just get us. Get a. Get a scientist in there. You know, <laughs> not someone who calls himself a ufologist. A made-up yeah. term based around an acronym. It sounds. That's like not they, right. It sounds like they spell urologist wrong, and he just. Yeah. He just stuck with it. You know what I mean? A former fighter pilot for the U.S. Navy, Ryan Graves, also spoke at the hearing. He's one of the pilots who testified in the U.S. about his experience with unidentified aerial phenomena, and wants people to take this seriously because he believes it's a safety issue. Mm. He put out a statement saying that the mummy reveal was quote a huge step backwards why such a dick why why such a dick as far why the money wait say that again the why, money? why 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 shit on this why not let this be let let this be and and look i think people believe in much weirder things than 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 aliens to be honest you know what i mean it's, yeah it's like uh all kinds of things all kinds of th look at those hip bones though right so sharp so angular yeah I think it's a. I, I think I think I think these aliens also discovered Ozempic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so now yeah. you have an interest in aliens, as you I reference. Do. I've been, and even before this came out, I've been thinking about. You know, I'm a big Star Trek. I don't want to promote. We can't promote. I'm not on the show. I'm just. I'm a big fan. You I, just mention it. I'm like freaking out. Oh my god, what's going on? Are you worried that you're going to give Star Trek publicity? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a big Star Trek fan, and you know, Star Trek is kind of a horny show. If you haven't watched it, I don't know if you've watched it. Oh, I watched like, it. Like if you watch the first season of Next Generation, there's there's literally an episode three. I think episode three. It's like, I don't know it that well. No, there's um, 
There's like a full sex planet. It's like a planet for for fucking. And I'm just like, what if aliens are horny? You know, and I and 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 what if they're horny for us? And what if they're just on a planetary, you know, mission to fuck? You know. And I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. Uh, this is a tough question about how human beings would interact if aliens did appear. And inspired by this question that you've asked, not just here tonight, but uh, online and in the world. Yeah. It's time for a game we're calling. Would you have sex with this alien? That's right. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Uh, nice. And this is easy. These are easy. I, I do this on stage. I, I do a whole smash or pass with it. I'm, I mean, for me, it's going to be like probably smash everybody because I'm curious, you know. So uh, let's start with E.T. from 1982's E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Yeah. Things to consider. Is E.T. a baby? <laughs> I mean, what the, what that what that finger do, though? Do you know what I mean? What that finger do, really? You know what I mean? Hits the prostate, the clit. Who knows what it is? You know what I mean? You, they said I could say whatever you can, on the show. And you can. I just, no, it's more like, it's not that you can say whatever, but you've also inspired surprising thoughts. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, E.T. E. is serving they, them energy, and, <laughs> and I don't know what the age of E.T. is, but... Uh, and I don't want to be crass about it, but the finger, it seems very interesting. I mean, for those of you who haven't had a finger in the butt, it's, it's, a, it's, and imagine that, I mean, what is that finger in the butt like, you know? It's I've crazy. It. That one, the, the ET one, be yeah. crazy. Yeah, right? Maybe you see God or the, I don't know. If that's, a, I don't know. Come on, guys. Don't tighten up on me now. That's what E.T. said. That's all right. Don't tighten up on me now. Uh, so it's a yes from you on E.T. Absolutely. Wow. Assuming they are of, you know, E.T. E. seems like a young alien, though. Yeah. Hey, buddy. But knows their way around technology, you right. know, can make things happen. Uh, Natasha Henstridge's character from the 1990 film, 1995 film Species. Mm. Uh, she's an alien. She kills you though, right? Yeah, she will kill you. That's just, that's the price you have to pay. I mean, it sounds kind of hot. That's the, that's the premise sounds of the film. kind of hot. That's the premise of the film. We all know what, you know, it's a praying mantis kind of energy, you know what I mean? Like, and um, yeah. maybe it's, it's a transcendent, that's a transcendent sexual experience. And who knows, man, maybe when she kills you after sex, you, you go somewhere else into an entity of... See, I'm thinking about these things. Yeah, yeah. That's I've yeah. thought too much about it. Unfortunately, some of the, the audience responded like, "Yeah, obviously, you go obviously. to you you die from sex and go to heaven or yeah. some version of it. So, of course, it's fine." Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's right. What about in her final form? Yeah, you forgot about the final mm -hmm. form. Wow. You know, if I if I had enough to drink, probably yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, Worf from Star Trek. Uh, I got to meet Michael Dorn at a show. He's such a nice person, and his head game is strong. You know what I mean? Not that, but you know yeah, what I'm no, saying. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. You yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a pun. It's about giving. You got a lot of guys. Come on. Yeah. Um, but um, his, his lovemaking is probably very aggressive, and some people like that. Yes, I think he's strong. He's also, daddy. Also, here's something, yes, and here's something that I think that's, is about if you're not just fucking, but dating worth, no games. No games no with go, him. No head games. Honor. He's going to text you back. He's not going to ghost you, because that ghosting is not an honorable no. thing to do. And, um, you know, the sex, though, is, it is probably, I mean, I know for a fact that the among Klingons, the sex is violent, so you will bleed a little bit. 
two dicks, right? Thank you. You know this. Kendra pointing all, out that they have two Kling- dicks. No, so all Klingons have backup, or they have two lungs and two hearts and two dicks and two 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 buttholes, and they got it all. So it, you know, you know, you really don't need a. It's interesting to have a backup butthole because <laughs> having a backup butthole in case something happens to the first butthole <laughs> is very similar to when Carmen San Diego steals the Grand Canyon mm. because. <laughs> You can't steal a hole. You can't. Because what are you doing? Are you filling it in? Or are you leaving behind a slightly bigger hole? See what I'm saying? And in the same way, you don't need a backup butthole. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I'm not sure now that I think about it. Maybe you do. Something goes wrong. I mean, look. I don't know. This segment got so much deeper than I thought it would. Hey. Mm. That's also what E.T. said. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Kai, uh, Worf is going to be a good time for sure. And he seems like he's, a, he's an attentive lover. To like, he'll listen to you if you communicate with him. Aww. Yeah. And his lips? Oh, he's got nice lips. Yeah. Uh, the mustache is whatever. I don't know. He's got like a, like a Fu Manchu thing going on over there. And perhaps it goes without saying, but Worf and the Borg Queen ask you to be their third. You know the Borg Queen looking kind of nice, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm, kind of nice. Data was into the Borg Queen. I, I, can you blame him? I mean, they they probably experience sex on a different wavelength than, you know, zeros. You know, zeros and ones and yeah, data that we don't. You know, one mind. You know, and imagine your mind. Imagine you make making love to somebody. Fiber in the optic. Minds, it's it comes together. Yeah, you could literally come at the same time. One computer. Yeah. But the Wi-Fi goes out, it's probably a problem. And then Elon shuts off the fucking Wi-Fi <laughs> halfway yeah. through. Then where are you at? Fucking nowhere. Yeah. The Heptapods from 2016's Arrival. Oh, this is an immediate yes, because you know you know that these these aliens have a legendary grip. Legendary Famous grip. Su- suction and grip. Uh, I'm terrifyingly so, probably. And and because they have the ability to you know, transcend time, that fourth dimension, you could probably experience the orgasm over and over again. Right. Like right before you have sex, you're like, did we just, did have we sex? just have it? You know, you could relive that before you're like, but yeah. I haven't met you yet. Oh, but you do. So you did. So yeah. you will. Yeah. In a way you're always, in a way, if you ever, you're just, always nutting. And that's, you're, and that's, that's interesting to nutting. think about a lot of interesting thoughts today. And what's also, if, if, the moment you decide that, yes, you will have sex with a heptapod, you always did. Yeah. <laughs> and so just thinking it now, if they, if it ever were to happen, it has always happened. Are you, so are we saying like, so are, are, are octopus, octopi off the table or on the table now or? Uh, also in Japanese culture, that was very, we don't got to get into like, ten, we can't get into we it. Can't get, and we can't, we simply we can't, can't get, get into, into it, it. But it's a very, we simply can't, but there is scroll, there are scrolls with... <laughs> There are scrolls. There are scrolls. There are scrolls. You can scroll. Which also, if you that word scroll is another type of alien. And anyway, I'm a nerd. Okay. The Iron Giant from 1999's The Iron Giant. It's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> wow. You know. Walk me through your thinking. At this point in the game, Rusty, you're probably gonna get tetanus. You're gonna you're gonna cut something, hurt something. Unless the robot is upgradable, then you could probably do. If the robot's upgradable. Then yeah, you know because you could add certain accoutrement lubes. Accru- but in that, you know, in the, in the case of the Iron Giant, it's going to be like oil or something. Yeah. Like it's going to be like a hard diesel. 
Yeah. And that's going to be kind of uh, probably uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, yeah. Mm. I am. I'm not a gun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but the settings on it, you know, probably like it could be like one of those like Sibian seat. You ever heard of it? <laughs> we got a we got a we got a couple freaks in the crowd over there. <laughs> Y'all don't know what that is. You know what the you know what the fuck I'm talking about. You perverts, Brian. Oh my god, we love you. Okay. Uh, next, next. <laughs> Google a- it. Google it. Google it. Next alien, Henry Kissinger. Ah, yes, yes. Things consider, former U.S. Secretary of State, was this joke worth making in the segment? Do enough people know or care that Henry Kissinger uh, is an immigrant? Do you care? I don't care. Aliens are welcome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Legal, illegal. Well, that's not the question. The question is, would you fuck him? No, I wouldn't. I'll take the heptapod. Over Sorry, Henry. Henry. Sorry, Henry. I'll take the heptapod over. No suction. Not enough suction. The grip game. Unless, unless the teeth come out. <laughs> unless the teeth come out. It's, it's such an important That's point. Right. Very unless important point. Something to think about. I, I've, yet to think about. Experience a, I've, I've yet to experience a toothless uh, war criminal. Uh, the, uh, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and finally... The Cloverfield Monster. Mm. You know, logistically, this is a nightmare. And I feel like I have to get to the top of a building, it looks like. Um, but has I, the right attitude about New York. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the orifices are. Uh, I don't know what's a leg or an arm. It's going to be a very weird game of uh, Twister going on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't know. I mean, and it looks like it's been with a lot of people. <laughs> Honestly, New York is dirty, wow. so. I'm surprised slut shaming is where we ended up I, <laughs> after this segment. Not in that way. Not in that way. Like, I would want to know that, like, the last time we got tested, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, no. Before and, we ever, you know, got down with anything. And, uh. Um, what about Alf? Final one. Alf, yeah. Funny. Alf's, Alf, funny seems attractive. fun, nurturing, cozy, could really. You know, on a rainy day, with cold rainy day, you're living. He seems like a good. They see Alpha's a. I'm assuming Alpha's a. I know they had like a kind of like a male voice, but like a. I feel like Alpha on a rainy day would be a nice time. You know, <laughs> snuggle up. I mean, it's the closest thing you could get to. You know, probably smooching your dog. I mean, look at this cute little. I'm not saying I want to have sex with your dog, John. I was doing so well in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I really was no. I really was murdering you were this crushing segment. you were crushing, crushing. you're like slut shame the Cloverfield monster and then said you wanted to fuck my dog thank you so much Morgan you're welcome <laughs> uh, Morgan um, is about to go on tour you can check the site for details yes. yeah. what, what's the site uh, just morganj.com that's J-A-Y uh, we're going about to about 30 cities the next stop is Hawaii and then we're doing, we're kind of zigzagging San Diego up north and back down and da, 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 And uh, we will be doing a, we'll be talking about aliens for sure. We might be talking about robots and hey. it's a very kind of out Johnny there. Five, yes or no? I like Johnny Five. Yeah, Although that, that movie notorious for uh, Indian face. Yes. 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 I don't know if you remember that. They had the, I do remember that. Mary. But the alien, but the robot was, Johnny Five was cool. And Live at the Village Vanguard, your special is out now on YouTube. Yes, you could just watch it on YouTube. Uh, we recorded at this legendary recording studio. And um, I can almost guarantee if you watch this special with somebody you're crushing on or you're, you know, you might be 
maybe early on. You're going to make love during, during and maybe after the special. Wow. Yes. Wow. And I and that's almost, a guarantee. And that is a Morgan J guarantee. Wow. Put Take that to the bank. That's and you can right. take that to the bank. And, yeah. and if not, refund on the special. That refund. Exactly. All right. All right. When we come back, the rave wheel. Let's go. And we're back. Midwesterners. Get your Malort out. Love it or leave it is coming to Chicago on September 21st and Madison on September 22nd. Both shows are almost sold out, so hurry up and get your tickets. Before it's too late, we have incredible guests. Uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson, Alice Wetterland, Jillian Flynn is going to be on, Ben Wickler, and many more. Non-Midwesterners, pour your Malort in the toilet. It's disgusting. But make sure to head to that page anyway to check out Pod Save America and Love It or Leave It shows that'll be all across other places. All fall and all winter. Go see it. Check out Pod Save America and Love It or Leave It's live shows this fall and winter. We're heading to cities like Louisville, San Diego, San Jose, D.C., New Orleans, and more. Get your tickets at crooked.com slash events. Please welcome back to the stage Sam, Danielle, and Lisa. Hey, what's up, y'all? We missed you. Hi. Hi. We want to know. I feel like I owe Drew an apology. Drew Barrymore, I still love you. (laughs) Make better choices. No, but I heard what you said about it. I agree. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Meanwhile, meanwhile, someone's like, he said he loves her. Uh, uh, cancel the hit. <laughs> <laughs> I do, let him live. Let I do him, love Drew. Drew has more. a sniper on I do call. Love Drew yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, not today, Sam. Not today. <laughs> All right, now it's time for the rave wheel. It's a positive rant wheel. Uh, there's no difference on the wheel itself. It's just positive stuff. Because last week. Ro Khanna, during the rant wheel, said people are ranting too much and it's got to stop. <laughs> and he's in Congress, and so we listened. This week on The Wheel, we have Ezra Miller's performance in The Flash. We have Getting Clothes Tailored. We have The Smartening Up of America. Twist. Uh, We have Eating Establishments That Don't Carry Heinz Ketchup. We have Dateline, the podcast. We have Olivia Rodrigo's new album. We have Kyle XY. And we have Fashion Week. Let's spin the wheel. Spin that wheel. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. (laughs) And has landed on Dateline, the podcast, which was suggested by Danielle. Yes. It's incredible. First of all, what I love about Dateline, the podcast is it's not like they've converted it for the podcast form. They've just held a tape recorder up to the TV (laughs) and just pressed record. So they'll be like, as you can see. And it's like, we can't. We're listening. And also, you get to hear Daddy Keith, Daddy Keith Daddy Morrison, Keith? Daddy Keith Morrison, who's got the dulcet tones. <laughs> He'll say that her smile was as big as a three-car garage. <laughs> it was as dark as a California cabernet. Like that's who you're getting. Because I want to hear murder. I don't want to see it. Wow. And that's what I love about Daily. But it's still always the husband, right? It's always the husband, yeah. and usually she deserved it. Just kidding. Here's also my problem. Here's also my problem with he's always Keith is always like she lit up a room, and you're like, is I mean, there's a lot of great people, but is everybody lighting up a room? (laughs) I just want to say it's like we're not all walking into a room lighting it up. You know, so let's just take that into consideration. I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but come on. We can't all be lighting up rooms. One thing, and we always have said this on the show, you don't have to light up a room to deserve not to be murdered. Yes, thank you. You know what I mean? Some people, people who walk into a room and nobody notices, 
they get kill to them. live too. Kill them. Yeah. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't have to have a twinkle in your eye to stay alive. Right. I don't know if introverts should live. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Wow. But anyway, no, and, 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 and honestly, wow. that, and by that the way, Sam, totally a joke. That's the kind of thing. That's why. That's the kind of thing you can't say anymore. Like, like with this, like the yeah. whole thing. Like you can't Woke say things virus. anymore. Like that introverts don't deserve to live, which we all think and know, but are too afraid <laughs> to say out loud because of all the ways in which we're not allowed to speak our minds. Thank you for saying it. Some of my worst exes are introverts. It's fine. <laughs> but I suggested highly. Also, if you don't get Daddy Keith, you'll get Mank. Josh Mankiewicz. <laughs> Mank. Who I also love. Sexy men, sexy voices, sexy murder. <laughs> when you say Mank, all I hear, I, that that movie, that black and white film, yes. Mank, that I, did not see it. I don't know what it is, is but the first minute thing? of that movie is four and a half hours long. My, my, my screen can't get fucking past the first two <laughs> seconds of that. That first two minutes of that movie, I'm like, keep stopping. That's with Gary Oldman? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I now have. just think of Mankowitz. Mankowitz. <laughs> the better one. But yes, um, I highly suggest Dateline the podcast, not the show. That's yeah. Wow. That, I'd rather no one clapped, okay? <laughs> Fuck you and your one goddamn clap. I don't need you. Yeah. Wow. Clap wow. if you killed your girlfriend. Wow. I don't need you. Wow. wow. Now you're on notice. You guys, she lights up a room. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Kill me, murder me. <laughs> she had an ass like a three-car garage. <laughs> Let's spin it again. Ooh. It has landed on getting clothes tailored. That's right. And now uh, Lisa, who's on our stage for the very first time, Oh, I, I came here to talk. I thought I was going to talk about Timothée Chalamet, <laughs> but then something extreme happened today. And when I show you, I want you to scream. I got my pants tailored. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Stop screaming, you guys. They're not that cute. Scream. <laughs> yeah. So I realized you can tailor your clothes, and you don't have to be Princess Diana to do this. Yeah. And you don't have to be any sort of special person or rich person. You can go to K-Town and pay $25 to make your pants look like they're meant for your legs <laughs> and your legs only. Right. Because, you know, you go to a store and the and, and, and clothes are made for a stranger. They don't know you. They don't know where your belly button is at. They don't know what your legs are doing or how long or small or anything like that. And you can have your own clothes made to your body and feeling good and looking good. And your pants are not your boss. Actually, you're the boss of your pants. What caused, wow. what caused the realization that you could do this? Well, you see, I was wearing belt. I was wearing belt and it was... Um, <laughs> a belt. No, this is a cute belt. No, it's okay. not. I had a, I was getting and what it was doing to these pants was creating some sort of I don't want to say three car garage, but there was a situation <laughs> where it was like billowing the pants. Yeah. Don't look at my crotch. <laughs> and um, so I was like, I can't be wearing this belt anymore. But then you know the the the, the pants are loose here, they're too tight here. Anyways, the the man fixed everything for me. Did someone small, tell you like, price, hey yo girl, let me tell you a secret. No one knows about this. A tailor. Like, did someone bring you the information? Okay, it was kind of like a movie. I was driving. It was raining. I thought there was only one light in the distance. It was like flickering, like Taylor. I was like, Taylor, Taylor who? Like, Eras Tours? What is Taylor, this? Taylor, yes. And so I, I pulled yeah. in. I was like, yeah. you know, and I, I come on. There's like a, a scary guy with one eye and a hook for a hand. He's like, hey, what, what do you need? I'm like, oh, is there a safe place here? He's like, Taylor. And then I went in for refuge from the rain. And he was like, your pants are too big. Wow. <laughs> did this really, happen? really happen? No, none of this happened. But, I, it, <laughs> but it was raining and I did drive by it and I just decided on whim to go in. 
And I had an extra pair of pants to change into so I could miraculously oh just give God. him the ones I was wearing. It was just it's iconic. It's amazing. Yeah, Taylor's are, you know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with her because I, I discovered Taylor's like 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 a two like three or four years ago. What, I what were y'all doing brag. before? I'm just brag for suffering in silence. Everything my just last, fits me. My last wow. name is Schneider, which wow. in German means Taylor. It does, oh. and that means that an ancestor of mine, when they came over, was a Taylor. Was a Taylor. Does anybody Taylor in your family now? No, they're dentists. Okay. <laughs> they tailor a different kind of tailoring. Team. Hard pivot. Hard pivot. Um, no, they're they're not. But I do feel that my I'm being spoken of. So you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I did this. <laughs> my Lo- people. Wow. And and thank you and thank and thank you and thank you <laughs> and thank you. That's all I was asking for. Yeah. Um, and and everybody, thank you, Lisa. And, and thank you. Yeah, they fit. Every, they look like they fit extraordinary. I'm so they proud fit. of your journey. We, we're so happy thank for you. you. And a huge thanks yeah. to everyone. And you can listen to Lisa's podcast, The Disappearance of Dickie Donnelly, and catch her at UCB. Love it. <laughs> I leave it. Let's yeah. spin it again. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It has landed on Olivia Rodrigo's new album. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to admit in front of family, friends, and loved ones that I am 39 years old and Olivia Rodrigo's biggest fan. Yeah. That new album has me ready to call into TRL. (laughs) It is so beautifully nostalgic. Mm. Like, she's making music that the Gen Z kids like, but that the elder millennials like myself can relate to because it feels like it's from 1998. And she can sing. Like, she does this shtick of, like, bedroom pop, like, cool, hot cheerleader. But then in every other song, halfway through, she just goes full musical theater. And you're like, oh, yeah, girl. Oh, yeah. Last thing to rant about with this album. The lyrics are very wise. One of the songs, The Bridge, reads as follows. I want to key his car. I want to make him lunch. I want to break his heart, then be the one to stitch it up. I want to kiss his face with an uppercut. I want to meet his mom just to tell her her son sucks. Wow. This Olivia is Rodrigo was a 43-year-old divorcee. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it so. That's my rant. She's the best. Get the album. Wow. Okay. Olivia yep. Rodrigo. I think the album's good. Mm. You like it? I like it. She it's got good. a lot of cases, though, huh? Uh, what? A lot of people coming after her for... For what? For you're ready to fight. No, but a lot of people saying, you know, say I, what? Like a lot of is this a, you or a lot of people? No, with it? a lot of people. Yeah, little, I feel little, like you're little, saying, oh, the streets are saying, the streets are saying, no, no, you are the streets. There's little like say. lawsuits because she's stolen, lifted. So she many, ain't stolen nothing. I mean, but my heart. T- Par- my heart. Par- Paramore would have you think differently. I'll she pay. paid Paramore. It's all good. Okay, Haley's fine with it. I'm just saying. No, but it wow. slaps. It slaps. Yeah, it slaps. I, my daughter, who's 10, <laughs> said that she liked the first album. Wow. <laughs> I'm just going like to tell you both. what the kids are saying. My daughter liked the first album. She loved Driver's License. Yeah, what well, we all did. That's a yeah, great song. I mean, yeah. I was that girl driving, stalking mm-hmm. yeah. the next, of course. Yeah. Um, but... She says the new album sounds too similar to the other album and it hasn't like changed. Why would that you much. fuck with a good thing? It's true. 
I don't know. Do you want to fight my daughter? <laughs> I do. Give the people what they want. Give yeah, what they I want. say give the people what they yeah. want. But yeah. also something different. I don't want to get between you. Let's spin it again. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, have you noticed? Do we just blend in with the sofa? We all have these denim jeans. We mm. do. And then you sat here. I'm not wearing jeans. Oh, uh, don't get me fucking started is, on this one. It is landed on eating eating establishments that don't carry Heinz ketchup. I got a breakfast sandwich from one of these fancy like breakfast sandwiches. It was a, it was a bacon egg and cheese on an everything bagel, toasted, scooped out. I'm from the East Coast, you know. But they put like arugula and like this like sriracha aioli, and then I asked if they had ketchup, and they're like, we don't have ketchup, and I and I was. I was so, I was so fucking mad, and I don't know if you all like. There's other. There's another restaurant that will re- remain nameless. Name it. I won't. I, <laughs> all right, it's Father's Office, <laughs> and it's like near Culver City. And I, I went, I've gone there once. So they didn't have ketchup, and I've never gone back. I like, I I would if I go back, I'm sneaking my own ketchup in. I have a bottle of ketchup in my car right now because i because of that establishment i had to go to the nearest supermarket which was a gelson's and if you don't know gelson's is like the most expensive one so i overpaid for heinz ketchup and then i ate this sandwich in my car and i mean am i talking to a vacuum does anybody disagree with me no like, what i the completely fuck? agree I mean, with you i agree with you, you completely i i don't know what i find more of uh, a problematic and yeah. I'll use and I use that word in the way we use it now. <laughs> <laughs> it, what it, what bothers me more: a restaurant saying we don't have Diet Coke, or a restaurant says that we don't have Diet Coke, but we do have a another brand of fancy diet soda that is not as good. Or when the restaurants don't have ketchup, but they do have some other it's like kind a homemade of, ketchup. And it's it, like the thing about Diet Coke, the thing about Heinz ketchup. If you would like to offer something that is not Heinz ketchup, it can't be better than Heinz ketchup because Heinz ketchup is the thing itself. But, 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 are y'all into proprietary ketchups? What 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 do you mean by that? Whataburger, the fast food chain, makes their own ketchup. Oh. And it's good. Mm. Okay. Are you cool with that? Yeah, they can, well, they, yeah, I guess I would. Be. I haven't tried it, but I would be. It's just it's it's the absence of the absence of it's it's the the complete like lack of humility, but also pure hubris. And this is the most political I've ever be, been in my life. Okay, <laughs> and it it is it is shock. And then you know, Heinz put out this shirt. Let's just. I'm sorry. Hey, 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 hey! Thank you for thank you for sharing what you felt comfortable sharing about this. <laughs> You know what? Also, have you guys ever had like uh, you go to McDonald's, you get French fries, and then you come home and they didn't give you ketchup, and then you have to get your your cold oh, ass that is the ketchup worst. out of the cold oh. ass fridge no, like some sort of monster. But that's better than opening the little no, are you, McDonald's it needs ketchup to be packets warm and that is so sweet, like mother's milk. And it needs <laughs> to come from the bag. You gave me 0.2 of an ounce of ketchup, and I got to rip some foil to get it, and I got to yeah. do it eight times. So I want that much ketchup. The, sometimes you get the packets, and they like stick together. And, 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 and then the packets sometimes are old, and it's like watery ketchup. And no, I want to make one final point about this. Uh, which is there are two moments I've noticed in my life where I like I, f- your phone is flooded with people getting arguments at, at, at Karening and at restaurants and all things. There's never the moment where I feel that inside of me more than when I get home from McDonald's and I open my bag and I take out McNuggets and there the sweet and sour sauce is not in the bag. I've never more <laughs> I never more want to get back in my car and drive into the McDonald's because those nuggets without the sweet and sour sauce, that's not why I'm here. But do you that's check not what you go. 
I, I should, I should. Yeah. But, but that feels disrespectful. It's like, yeah. no, no, it's like, hold on. Let I, me see that you did your job. That sucks. I was literally at Wendy's yeah. last night getting, I think the chicken nuggets on Wendy's are superior. Okay. Well, uh, that's the stupidest shit okay. I've ever heard all night. <laughs> but I, I, I sat in front of her and I literally go, hey, I'm going to check the bag. I'm sure you know how to do your job. I, but I have to check. And guess what? The nuggets were fucking missing. <gasps> that's right. I feel the same at Starbucks. Those lines oh my God. to drive through in a Starbucks. Oh my God. Just get out of your fucking car. And then the car. worst are the ones who have the pre-little order on their app and they just walk well, in. Well, that's me. Fuck you. <laughs> that's Wait in line. I walk past Wait all in those fucking idiots. Like, bam. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Uh, order on my phone. Wow. Literally every morning. I don't care. It's what I do. And not only that, I'm going to tell you something else. Wow. All right. As long as we're confessing our deepest secrets, <laughs> which is what we've been doing. Uh <laughs> Every single morning, I get a straw now. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell wow. you why. I wait. I ask for the straw. You know why? I stop using the straw. I go to the dentist. The dentist is like, what happened here? <laughs> because of staining from my morning Starbucks. Oh, yeah. I started using the straw again. I go to the dentist the other day. And doctor, she doesn't want to be on this pod. They're, they're probably my relative. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And Dr. Schneider said, have you been using straws again? No way. No. Yes. Real. Oh, Happened wow. in my life. Wow. So those turtles can fucking eat shit. Let's spin it again. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and on other topics that'll make me very popular, uh, my rave this week, that's right, it's Ezra Miller's performance in The Flash. Let me tell you something. <laughs> tell us. I'll tell you. Tell us. Cannot wait. Yeah. I'm excited about this because I like We're Brett. loving this. I like this performance. <laughs> Here's the thing. I saw the whole run up to The Flash and all the stories about Ezra Miller and the kind of just international episodes that seem yeah. to be following this person yeah. around. Seems incredibly Dateline troubled. Dateline energy. Yeah. Dateline energy. Uh, it, it, it seemed to get very, it seemed to get violent and scary. But it does seem like that there's some kind of a mental health crisis involved. And to be honest, it was like one of those stories. I was just like, you know what? I'm not entering it. I will, I'm just not going to enter this story. So all The Flash was to me was a movie with a controversy about Ezra Miller and Michael Keaton maybe or maybe not getting to be Batman after they fucking chopped the head off a Batgirl and threw Batgirl into the fucking ocean, whatever they did with poor Batgirl. Here's what I want to say. <laughs> it is so doubly sad that Ezra Miller has had this crisis surrounding the movie and that the movie is like fucking a crazy mess. Because you know who's amazing in that movie? Ezra Miller. They hold that fucking movie up on their but, shoulders. Yeah. That movie was in development hell. The script is cobbled together from yeah. like dozens of drafts. It barely makes sense. But every time they're on screen and they are they are selling it, they are making it work. Yeah. They are holding it up on their shoulders. Here's what I couldn't get past with that movie. The CGI was so cheesy. The graphics were horrible. Horrible graphics. And they just stayed in the graphics world. Bad. I mean, it, I, I mean, I mean, you liked it? I, cry, I cried a little I bit. Cried yeah. like, I cried a little bit. I cried. Morgan, I, I didn't want to, but I cried a little I bit. I cried like a fucking yeah. baby. That yeah. movie worked on me and not because yeah. the script was that good and not because anything else about it made sense and not because the graphics were good, but because Ezra so Miller good. was so fucking good well, in that movie. I haven't movie. seen it. The flash about a guy who runs real fast or what? <laughs> it is. Okay. So there needs to be some sort of graphics or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, wow, but wow. Can, I just, can I just pipe in? Which is, aren't they, like, holding people hostage? Basically. Well, I'm not saying they're good off screen. 
Yeah. Maybe we cut this down. <laughs> what are your thoughts no. on Polanski? I'm kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, look, he's he's problematic for sure. And and we we went to watch the movie. We were like, I don't want to like this, but you know. But there's also other movies where like there's people who have done very very name bad one. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you say Michael Keaton's in it? Yeah. yeah. Remember how problematic he was as Beetlejuice? <laughs> oh. He was saying, Speaking of Beetlejuice, that was his character. It was. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't him. I'm sorry. He I thought that was the documentary. <laughs> we all remember what Michael Keaton did in the documentary film Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. All I was saying is that when, I, just to conclude, <laughs> it was one of those things where the movie was circled by these stories about the horrible conduct of Ezra Miller and the horrible process of making this yeah. uh, uh, cursed text of a film. And it was doubly sad because it's like inside of that movie, there is this it's actor who's an incredible performer. And it is just sad that like both like this, it just seemed like a good example to me of like, God, like this yeah. person has such a troubled and, and difficult life outside of this movie and has caused so much mayhem. And also this giant fucking massive studio can't seem to figure out how to make a good superhero movie. And yet they had this talent. This, this person is incredibly talented. Yeah. There's an incredible performance inside of here. And it's just a shame. Can I, can I give you a Beetlejuice review of the flash? <laughs> oh, Beetlejuice, grab a mute, uh, flash, grab a movie. Didn't get flashed once. Beetlejuice, famous tit lover. Yeah, he, he, Beetlejuice. Yes. (laughs) Can you do? Can you do Beetlejuice getting mad at me for complaining about not having ketchup? Why are you gonna eat ketchup? Put put the ketchup on your tits. What's your tits? (laughs) Wow. I don't. Wow. Does anyone Beetle- else want me to do any kinds this? of Beetlejuice? Can I say something about Beetlejuice? I don't remember Beetlejuice being that tit focused. No, no. <laughs> it was very horny. You, you know what? Honestly, because you're not, you ha- you're not watching it with today's eyes. That's exactly yeah. right. Beetlejuice was mad horny. I did yeah. go like, to the musical recently. And Why? I never saw it. I just saw the movie and I was a child and I didn't even have tits yet, but I was like, Beetlejuice is after my tits. <laughs> and we've always said that and we're just going to have to leave it there. When we come back, we'll end on a high note. And we're back! Because we all need it this week, here it is, the high note. Hi, love it. This is Helen. And my high note is is that I am turning 40 this weekend. I am not excited about turning 40, really, but I barely made it here. And so here's to the next 40 years of my life. And also, I'm refusing to celebrate it in the way that um, pleases other people rather than pleasing myself. I hate obligation. I hate bending. And so I am going to do exactly what I want to do to celebrate myself, even if that means being alone. Thanks for being the awesome, funny voice in my ear every Friday or Saturday morning. And um, thanks for all that you and Crooked Media do. Hi, love it. Long time, first time. My name is Corbin, and I'm in Michigan. My high note is that after six years, last month I successfully defended my dissertation and got my Ph.D. in community psychology. I got to spend the last two weeks with family and friends back in Utah to celebrate. Shout out to my friend and hype woman, Jessica, who also listened. We lost my brother, David, to suicide over 13 years ago, and this journey has helped me turn that loss into action. Now I'm lucky enough to work for a national mental health nonprofit, and I love what I do. Thanks to you and the Crooked team for all you do as well. It's inspiring. 
Hi, love it. This is Kathy. I'm in Portland, Oregon, and I am calling in with my high note of just starting my grad program for the first year and at Columbia University um, studying social work, and I am very excited to be a Columbia uh, graduate in 2025 to help spread some good cheer to different uh groups of people and hopefully making the world a little bit brighter in this at a really hard time. Anyways, bye. Hi, this is Ingrid. I'm a trans girl from Massachusetts and I'm 13 years old. My high note is I am going to be seeing you in Chicago with my dad and I am so excited. This is my favorite show. Thank all you guys so much at Love It or Leave It and all the crooked shows. You make my day, and a lot of people I know, you make their day, too. Bye. Thanks to everybody who called in with a high note tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, call us at 323-538-2377. That is our show. Thank you so much to Morgan J., Lisa Gilroy, Sam Sanders, Danielle Schneider. There are 415 days until the 2024 elections. Have a great weekend, and thanks for coming out. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Kiefer is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Pulavi Gunalan, Peter Miller, and Alan Pierre are our writers. Lee Eisenberg produces the show. It's mixed and edited by Evan Sutton. Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis provide audio support. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Bernardo Cerna, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Zuri Irvin, David Tolls, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at youtube.com slash at love it or leave it podcast. Do us a favor and subscribe to love it or leave it on YouTube. And don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. everybody, listen up. I've got an incredible podcast for you to add to your queue. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. I love this show. This absolutely ludicrous variety show combines the fun of a late night show, the wit of a public radio program, and the unique knowledge of a guest expert. Brace yourself for a roller coaster ride of wildly diverse topics from Paula's hilarious attempts to understand QAnon to riveting conversations with a bona fide rocket scientist. You'll never know what to expect, but you'll know you're in for a high-spirited, hilarious time. Paula Poundstone, comedian, legend, friend of this show person I love, person who takes over my show whenever she's on, and her co-host, Adam Felber, are both regular panelists on NPR's classic comedy show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and they bring that same acerbic yet infectious funny energy to every single show. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is an absolute riot you don't want to miss. Find Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll, like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. 
Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5.